Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Talk Recorded live. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to On the Street. I'm your host, KK Veli. Tonight, I'm actually rolling on the street. Alongside of me in the studio, as always, is Monster. How are you doing tonight, sir? I am doing wonderful. Well, you know, I apologize that tonight you're alone in the studio, but, you know, I had to hit the street. I understand. It's it's cool. It's cool. But, All right. You know, you know, I walk, I walk down the streets anyway with a sledgehammer, so I'm kind of used to, you know, not being around a lot of people. True, true, true. But, you know, usually I'm always there, but I should be arriving into the studio very soon. And I want to know, Matrix, Monster, tell us about your brother Matrix. You know, he and I, you know, have been talking. Uh, we had a couple shows and stuff together last week. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about your brother, Matrix? Who is he? Because he doesn't talk very much. He just does his thing and then just sits back in the in the shadows. Well, my brother, Matrix, he is what people might say is conscious. Mm-hmm. It's a little deeper than that. Like, he sees the world for what it is, but sees why it needs to be changed, and he is a very very intimate history buff. And when he find out inaccuracies in history, he brings it to the forefront when he delivers pieces. When he feels inaccurate, when he sees documentation of inaccuracies and how people's minds is being trained, he brings them to the forefront. So due to the fact that he's a researcher, he's a master student, and he's never, never not learning, that's what that builds the bulk of his material and just the way he lives his life. Well, I say that's pretty cool. You know, Matrix is going to definitely have to come here on the streets with us and kick it because there's a lot of things on the streets going on that I'm pretty sure he would love to speak about. You know, here on the streets, we offer this platform for artists to come and graffiti our mic, whether they're singers, poets, speakers, rap artists. Anything artistic, musicians, we always welcome them here to graffiti our mics. And I would love for Matrix to come through anytime. So let him know I gave him the invitation to come through. I definitely will let him know. And he will, he don't walk though. Like he got a, uh, he got this cat, right? But it's not really <laughs> a cat. It's the most Siberian thing that's like albino white that he ride everywhere. Oh, okay. So I think he'll be coming to the streets like very, very soon, riding on top of us, some type of animal, some type of creature. (laughs) I know, some type of creature. That is what's up. Well, Monster, I would love for you to go ahead and break out the mic on the show tonight. And I just want you to eat lyrically crazy. Can you handle that for me? Oh, I got a little something. In my repertoire. Oh, you got a little something. We'll go ahead and graffiti this mic. 
Okay. This piece is called Blackout. They've wanted the population density to go down to a certain degree that most people that are into that revolutionary mind state, they want them to black out. They want them to do everything that they say about in the newspapers, everything they plaster around social media, everything that they say that they really do and they really don't do, they want us to black out. They want us to get to the point that we see everybody else is our enemy and nobody else is just nothing but a friend of me, so they want us to be like they already constricted us to be. They want us to black out. They want us to act like slaves rebelling from a slave master. They want us to black out. They want us to act so real to the point that the realness pours right out of our souls, but no, the realness was never in us because, no, we live most of our life as actors. See, they want us to black out. They want me to be that nigga. Yeah, they want me to be that Django-type nigga. They want me to be that nigga that killed white people for what they did back 400 years ago and what they're doing right now. See, I understand this in space and time that I don't see race. I just see space and time. So when I look at my space and time in the grand design, I can't judge an entire race over somebody. Fucking up mine So I can't And I do not Want to black out Because when I black out Momentarily I will go to a systematic shutdown That's like a nuclear reaction Getting ready to explode So when I get into that mode They say that the beast is coming No, the beast is not coming The beast was already here So when I black out You know my waterworks that come from my eyes Turn into crimson tears See, when I black out People are going to understand that since I have been given this gift of poetry, when I black out, my pen and pad do not give a damn. See, when I black out, I tell you who you is. I call a spade a spade. And I switch up my switch maids to attack all you bitch maids, and I spray just like Ray. See, when I black out, people really don't want that drama. When I black out, I black out in front of you, 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 your uncle and your cousin, them, and your mama. See, when I black out, they want to shut my mic down. But since you can't shut my mic down because my vocal box is my mic, wow, they don't want me to black out. See, they want us to say, I hate you. They want me to love you so much that I hate you so much. See, how does that feel? Because when you hate somebody and that shit is real, it takes so much to hate somebody. I ain't got that much time in the day. I don't even care about you enough to hate about you enough. So this is what I have to say. See, I'm not going to black out. Not on their terms. If I black out, it's going to be on my terms. They don't understand about blacking out. But they want us to black out in trolls, in trios, in millions. They know that there's 44 million black Americans in the United States of America, and they want all of them to black out at one time. So they can cause a nuclear explosion all through our people's minds. See, when all of us black out, all they got to do is tell the president, because he don't really black out, and this is how we represent. See, all of these people that are going against the government are ready to black out. So, President, what are you going to do? Can you say that we can do a military strike up on America because America is now a bunch of foreigners to us? So what is to do? What you want to do, see, they want us to black out. They want us to black out so the military forces can come out and kill us more and more and more, and it can be justified in the destruction of an entire species. See, they want us to black out. But they don't understand that similar to this fact that I'm similar to Professor X, and I understand this telekinesis, see, they want us to black out. So they put only on the TV screen when they kill our children. When they murder and slaughter our children, they show the entire autopsy report on TV. Why? Because the visuals will enrage the people so they can black out. They want everybody to become monsters because they were born and bred as monsters, and they never played no game, but they were never ever a sponsor. See, they want us to black out so they can say that we're killing monsters so they can create these own minds with these own jobs that's already here, getting our even our military people ready to kill us. 
So if they were riding for our country, and literally they're going to ride for our country. So if we're not down with this country, then they're going to ride on us. See, being America, being American, is not that popular anymore. Yes, I said it. Being American right now is not that popular anymore because they're using their own Americans to call these Americans war. So why would you say you're American anymore? Most of us don't black out for no reason. We black out. We go through all the frustration that's been hitting us for years and years and tears and tears and multiple seasons. See, when we black out, we black out because we're angry. We black out because we're enraged. We black out because every time we open a newspaper, we turn to another person that looked like us on the obituary page. See, that's when we black out. And they understand that. They know the greenhouse effect, I mean that sugar effect, and you wonder why they don't give us respect because they know how to use us. They know how to puppeteer string abuse us because they know when we black out. I don't give them that. I don't give them that. I don't give them that justification. See, when I black out, I black out to transform and change an entire nation. See, when I black out, I black out with my words and my pen because I know words can bring destruction and bring life. So here I go again. See, when I black out. The game is never the same again, see. They can't knock me down on my vocal box or my pen, see, when I black out. Even if I'm not in the room, if you read these words, your mind will be like, boom! This dude done blacked out. And eat. Yes, yes, yes. That was a phenomenal piece of work, Monster. That right there, you have the people that I'm rolling with and all right now on these streets. Tell me, what inspired that piece of ink? So when I look at society, the KKK exists, but we kill more of us than they do. And they loving it. We call ourselves and love our name more than they ever did. We, we talk about the 400 years of slavery, how they oppressed us, but we oppress ourselves. And they agree with it. They're not. They're not mad. They're like, oh, okay. So when he calls himself a nigga, okay. When he calls himself a nigga, then that means that everything that I'm thinking, he's gonna dog himself. When he call her a black bitch, that's everything I want to say. But he's saying it himself. As a matter of fact, she's saying it herself. So everything that I've, every every part of me that is infused with racism, I ain't got to be racist. They're racist against themselves. So they say, okay. And then they, and then when we wild out on them, when they call us out our name, they already heard us say it 50 times, so what's the difference? See, they know how to program us. They programmed us to black out. And when they and when they program, program us to black out with such idiocy, it only strengthens their right. To kill us, because they 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 look at the next generation. If they can have the next generation, and I would say it, if they can have the full next generation, completely lesbian or completely homosexual, they just ended an entire tree. They just ended an entire stock. They're already in the they're already in the years of the process of we need the population getting too big. We need to cut this shit down. They know drugs don't work. They know STDs don't work. Even though AIDS blows up a lot, AIDS ain't killing enough of who they need to be killed. So they need you to help them by killing yourself. So all that go, all that go through my head, and all the child trafficking, and all these kids that get kidnapped, and then you don't see them no more. But then you find their bodies with no bones in them because they excavating their bone marrow. 
organ, all these, a building in the city of Detroit was caught up and shut down because it was human trafficking being done, like body parts were being sold, the insides. So, but they only plaster, they plaster the most horrific things on the TV to get you upset. They want you upset because they know that we don't think when we're upset. When a race of people don't think when they're upset, they make stupid decisions, and everything is strategic. And that's what made me, made that piece come so strong to me, because they know how to make you mad. They know they know how to make you mad. When they do these multiple murders, when they're killing their people, they show, you every one, they show you one out of 20 that's actually doing child molestation. That's, the, that's them. But everybody who robbed is not black. But they show more black people, and they always show them they're all unclean. They're unclean. They're, they're not clean cut. They look rough. They either look like they, they look like they have hard time of life to give everybody that's watching TV a visual outlook on all black people, or they get the sisters, and they get the sisters where their hair is fucked up, and they they look like they crack heads and all the different things. They want you to. They want everybody to think we all look alike or we all act alike. So when we ask for unification. All the other races, which are not races, all the other versions of ourselves looking at us like, no, I want to be involved with them. That's what made me write that piece. That third right there is definitely a powerful piece. And I have a piece that I'm going to follow up right behind that. And we're going to break off some discussions here on the street tonight. All right. A black man's heart. Brother, don't you fear a man who bleeds sins like you? Stare him dead in the eye. Don't you dare flinch because he will be quick to pull that trigger on you. You're in the belly of the beast that he wants to destroy your future children. Rose petals and tears hit concrete streets, see. When he looks at you in the color of your skin, he sees an animal wild and untamed. He feels that he has the right to restrain you. When you look at him, you see his skin, light like the one who shot down your brother. The warrior in you wants to seek revenge and make him suffer for what he did. But brother, realize revenge will be short-lived. He will not hesitate to take your life if a single bead of sweat drips to ass or you walk within his face. When he has the opportunity to fire, he will take you along with the generation that will never make a sound. The silence is loud and the echoes all around. Your heart says, fucking eye for an eye or two for a tooth. I want to take a life for a life. I mean, it's only fair, right? But brother, I want to remind you, march with peace. Don't bow down to the enemy. Stare a man in the eye. Don't flinch. Don't heavy breathe. Hell, don't even speak. Stand strong for what you believe, but don't be naive. You want to be able to see your future children walk these streets. KK Belly and Eat. Oh, shoot. Chicken sandwiches and farfanugans. <laughs> you, really, you really dropped that piece up on the streets. Oh, yeah, my goodness. Yeah. Like, you know, I feel oftentimes, like you said, that people incite the warrior, you know, in, incite the warrior inside of us. And 
when you awake that warrior, that warrior wants to fight. And when you are constantly picking and picking and picking, you're pressing that button, and warriors don't have an off button. Once you turn a warrior on, it's like go, 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 go. And that's what they're looking to do. They want us all to riot. They want us to show our ugly side so then they have a reason to say, oh, they're dangerous. We have to hurry up and put them away in a cage, or they're dangerous. we got to shoot them down. You know, they're dangerous type of people, when in reality, we're not dangerous at all. We're just protecting the best way that we know how. And in our genome code, we were taught to be warriors, stand our ground, men and women alike. But like you said, they either paint a woman where she's either a prostitute on the street or she looks like she's on drugs, and they paint the man either like he has gold in his mouth, pants sagging low, or they paint the black man like he's a traitor because he's gay or because he's educated and he's a traitor. You know, they have all these different um, outlooks of how they look at us as a people and how we look at I believe there's a quote that I heard when I was younger that said, no one can like you. So even though they are seeing, even though they're showing us how they see us, the real problem is that we're not really seeing who we are. So we as a people are only going by what we see on TV, so we're mimicking what they say we should be, when the reality is we're nothing like that. Right, right, right. Panther's on the uh, on the line right now. Awesome, awesome. Let's bring my sister in the studio. Hello? Hello, hello, Panther. Welcome to On the Street. I am KK Ellie. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you guys? Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> hey, BFF, what you doing? <laughs> you know, I was walking the streets with this sledgehammer, right? Mm. Then I got in the studio, then I started turning on lights. So, you know, the sledgehammer was tired. I, I, I walked 12 blocks. Why would you walk in the streets with a sledgehammer? <laughs> Just in case, you know. Just in case I'm you on, have to knock out some buildings? You know, I don't know what, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of Conan-ish. Mm. That's not That's good. Oh, Melissa, I hope you did not turn on that black switch in the studio. I hope you didn't turn it on. Oh, no. Mm, I ain't turn no, no, okay. no, no. You sure? Okay. I'm going to know if you touch the light switch, you know. <laughs> you know, if you turn that light switch on, something amazing may happen, but I don't know if you're ready for it, so I would not advise you to turn it on without me. Oh, oh no! The light switch is on. I can flicker it. <laughs> so you did turn it on. <laughs> right, so you did. Oh, I I did technically didn't turn it on. Oh really? Who did that? Duke turned it on, and then see me, Duke, and Roscoe is at the house right now. You, Duke, and Roscoe. Panther knows Roscoe. <laughs> Who is Roscoe? Can you enlighten me, please? I, I have no idea. I stopped at um, <laughs> at the chain. I'm, I'm, I'm done. 
Roscoe, who is Roscoe? Roscoe no Panther ever since she had the red hair. Really? That's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, she read one of Roscoe's pieces for the first time. Then she read Evans Blade. But it was Roscoe's piece she read first. Okay. Oh, I have to know every day. <laughs> Well, you tell Roscoe to stop messing with my light switch because I told you something might combust in there that you're not ready for. I want to be there to brace you, you know, just in case because we don't quite have insurance yet. We had to change insurance since Coyote kept breaking windows and stuff, you know. <laughs> insurance won't keep paying for it. That was, but, see, I'm his lawyer. <laughs> Technically, he was in the mood, and he part of the flash mob. And what uh-huh. happened was he was trying to flash and shake his behind, but y'all weren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. So he had to break a window. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. My sister, how are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling good tonight. I was playing my game. I'm sorry I'm late, guys. I don't know. You always perfectly on time when we here on the street. I'm a yeah. to play this versus zombies. Oh, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I do that every day. I look at them zombies, and then I throw plants at them. Every We're not day. talking about the ones you keep in your basement. Look here. Don't be telling everybody. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> supposed to know about the zombies in the basement. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Nobody won't know but us. I won't tell nobody else. <laughs> My sister, do you have a mic to graffiti on this mic tonight? <sighs> yes, I do. I wrote a couple of new pieces today. And, you know, Ooh. my pieces aren't going to be labeled until probably 2016 unless I feel like labeling one, I guess. <laughs> well, go ahead and break out a Panther famous unfiled, unnamed piece, and we ready for you. All right, this one right here is still kind of dripping, so you got to bear with me. I feel like I'm drowning in cemented foreskin, constantly fucked by the next of kid. Now I've had enough. This is way too much to keep feet firmly planted, unbalanced like leaves of scales. I think I'm falling. My mind can unwind nor catch up the perpendicular lines. Facing a hundred degrees southeast, translation, equality, counterclockwise as tears rewind. Hold the tempo now, stop, pause, breathe. Inhale your last breath. Skip to the next slow song. I need that face pumping like Rihanna's Russian roulette. Head as heavy as clogged arteries. Pulsating, waiting to implode. Yet I haven't found my place in this race. I can't accomplish the mission on high hopes nor false premonitions. I keep this perpendicular vision of truth and prosperity vivid. Yet the possibility is hemless. Even the definition is without girth. So how the fuck does a soulless reflection make it work? I feel like I'm drowning in cemented foreskin. Meanwhile, reality just keeps ticking while the blind corrupts innocent visions. 
Do I get a purple heart for war wounds? Of the spirit, mind, and skin, laced in what we all claim is unremorseful sin. I looked to my left, and he said, pick yourself up and respect the pain, stress, tears, fears, hate, and deaths. For every soul, loss is just a time, serial number and date. You're just a, you're just merely skates. No silly bitch, you don't deserve shit. Fest is for military. You're just surviving life. Get it together. However, I'm dying inside. Fuck a head, happy ever, happily ever after. And a grown woman's pride. How can I strive when I'm broken? Stroking the fumes of hate that regenerates each second doped up on another man's fate to be continued. Black Lion is sink, Panther, Team Hungry, and That was some dope ink right there, my sister. I felt that. That wasn't even black ink. That was some red ink right there. I feel that piece. Thank you. Mm. I appreciate that. Wow. Practice, my Thank you. Wow. <laughs> I just like, I like the... <laughs> I like your well. I like your delivery because your delivery is getting better, and you have a smoothness, but a narrative field is just so profound. But the thing that I like also is that your stanzas—you already know, people know that you're you're a unique artist. So when you create your stanzas, they know that these are classics. This ain't just no run in the mill poet. These are classics, and then when you come out and say that's that black line is ink. It sound like a corporation. I keep, I'm gonna keep telling you that to become a corporation. Well, we gotta make some moves, and we'll become a corporation. These depths, see, put in the atmosphere, because that sounds sweet when you say it. If somebody else said that, I'd probably slap them. So they don't say it right. <laughs> but you, that's good. You gotta keep your hands to yourself. That's not nice. Oh. I mean, it's a metal. I'm not going to slap nobody. Mm-hmm. you walking around with a sledgehammer. Right. That's a couple of folks. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, you're worried about that because you have slapped a couple of folks a couple of ways, you know. That has nothing to do. I, I don't physically use my hand to slap anyone. I didn't mm-hmm. say nothing about a sledgehammer. <laughs> Must one of my studio audience members wants to know where can they find you because they think you have such just a beautiful, luxurious voice. They want to know where can they find you. Oh, thank you very much. Um, you can find me on Facebook under Tiffany Webb. Um, that's the main place you can find me. I gave you all the other sites, but I'm not going to be on there. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Why don't you tell audience about um, HDR, what you guys have going on over there? Okay. Um, well, I have a show over there called Beast Queen Sanctuary of the Man, and that's at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <clears throat> it's an open mic, just like um, just like the streets. Um, we joke around and, Lord, attack little coyote. And uh, we have another show over there that I'm a co-host on 
It's called HDR Live. That's on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's also an open mic. <clears throat> we have a couple of new shows coming over there. I can't remember off top what the name of the new show is, but we have rotating shows on Wednesday, and the flavor comes on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time also, and I believe the rotating show will be the following week after at the same time. So they rotate the same time on the same day, but I don't remember the name of it. And we have a show, a brand-new show, that's going to be, I think it already started. Did it start? Does this, wait a minute, because you're one of the hosts. Is that tomorrow? Yes, that's Sunday. Mm. Yep. So, and what's the name of that show? I'm sorry. There's so many shows <laughs> over there. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not Ashley K right now. I'm KK Valley. I have to ask Ashley K that because, you know, I don't know all that stuff. I'm just, you know. A street graffiti artist they pulled in the studio. But I have to ask Ashley K. But I do know that show is 4, 6 o'clock for HDR movies with God's Poetic Child. She is a phenomenal artist. I know I did get the chance to hear her. She's been here on the street thing. You know, Ashley K is talking a lot about her. Yeah, she's cool. I like her. Her little spunky self. You two kind of remind me of each other a little bit. <laughs> That's cool. I believe we're gonna vibe pretty well on that show on Sunday. I haven't heard the word spunky since nineteen. Whew. Wow. <laughs> I'm not I'm not no spring chicken. I ain't that old either, so don't get it twisted. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I use the old words too. <laughs> I know you heard it from somebody old. I know you ain't old. <laughs> <laughs> hey Matrix, can I ask a favor of you? You want Matrix? All right, hold on. Yeah, I need you to get Matrix for me, please. As I was gonna ask you to do. Thank you, telekinesis works really well. Yeah, what's up? Hello, Matrix. How are you doing tonight? I'm fine. What's what's going on? How are you doing, KK? What's going on? I sir? am wonderful. What you need? What's I need a favor of you. All right, I got you. What is it? I need you to do a Matrix Black Reaper remix piece for me. Wow. Remember our studio audience has requested to hear a piece from Matrix and the Reaper remix together. And I know you're the main man. You know, I can't never locate the Reaper. But I know you can always find him. Okay, I got you. Can you guys do a piece for me? Oh, I got you. We got you. All right. Got it. I apologize. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I didn't know what I was doing. It, it seems to be a misunderstanding. And I know the route that I was pursuing was a route of 
hatred and anger mixed in with a whole lot of abusing, but I please, I need you to apologize. I need you. I need you. Shut the fuck up. There's no need for you to apologize because everything that you did and everything that has happened because of you will never be the same again. I am the reaper, so I don't have no time to try to play like I can be your friend. My job alone is to break all of your bones and crack your fucking chin. Make sure that nobody that ever knew you will never be the same again. I should pull your eyes out your fucking socket. You beat this woman until she's right there in the ICU and you telling me to stop it? I am a reaper. So all the anger and frustration that she has when she's sitting in that hospital bed with all those tools inside all of her systems and she's begging and itching for her life to be the same again, I'm going to make sure that your life is never the same again. The reaper was coming. Didn't you hear those whispers in the air about your death? Didn't you understand that when you did that to her that I was coming for you and my job is to snake your very last breath? You think, you think, you thought that you got away with murder. No one ever gets away with murder, really. Because when the reaper hears it on my ears, you feel me, I guarantee that I will kill thee. See, the reaper is coming. But, but she is mine. She is my property. You have no right to tell me to delegate to me what I should do with my property. See, that is where you're wrong. She was free before she met you. When she met you, she became captured. And you gave her promises. You gave her fantasies and said it would be a happily ever after and it was going to be an open and shut, closed chapter. But see, this is the rapture. See, I'm going to take her away from this situation. But what you will be facing is the multiple sclerosis versions of Pet Cemetery's Jason. I'm going to make sure that every time that you die that I resurrect you to kill you again. I'm going to make sure that I snap every bone, every cell, every vein in your body until all you can say is, damn, did he do it again? Yes, I want you to shut up and scream in horror because you brought so much horror to her life. You made sure that nobody, nobody, nobody like her would ever be right. All these years of destruction, all these years of pain, all these years of tragedy, you drove this woman insane and then you wonder why I am here. You wonder why you are here. Let the destruction begin. You can call me V for vengeance, V for vendetta, V for viciousness. I am a reaper. My job ever since that I came here was to make people that you caused damage to suffer. And since you did it for all of her generations, for all these generations, I'm going to make you pay, motherfucker. I am a reaper. But she, I apologized to her on multiple occasions and multiple times, and I told her that issues in my head that were going on through my mind made sure that I did not love her the way I should have loved her. So, yes, I'm not going to lie. I did a lot of things that I should not have done, and yes, yes, I raw dog fucked her. And I hurt her. And I robbed her of her youth for many different years. And I slapped her in her face every time she shed a tear. And I wiped her blood off of the ground. Every time that I hit her in the jaw, I walked her blood off of the ground. And, uh, and a couple of fragments of her teeth. She tried to talk tough in front of people that I consider my peers. So I made sure that she got chopped up like beef. But don't be mad at me. She knew this when she looked into my eyes that I wasn't shit. 
She knew this with the clever words that I said, and I slung it with such a gift. She knew that I would treat her like a slut. She knew that I would treat her and bend her over, just be ready to fuck. And yes, I did it for generation after generation, so now her generation is fucked. And you get mad at me because she let a predator knock on her door. What the fuck? I'm just being me. You see, that is what I needed from you. The final truth. No lies. No imagination. I understood your presentation. See, this is her new nation. See, you did America. Like America was nothing. You was huffing and puffing and made sure that all of your agony, all of your racism, all of your fascism, all of the socialism would be in her like she was nothing. You stuffed her and stuffed her like stovetop stuffing. You gave her nothing but temptations. And you had her on all these dreams she was chasing. But you tried to kill her, you motherfucker. See, I am the Reaper. And I'm coming for you. Government... There was nothing that you can do, government. You embody everything that she hates. Now she's locked up in the ICU with a twist of fate. So now I'm going to twist your fate into your whole body, every shape, and there's no way in hell that you can escape. See, America has a dark side. But it's not really a dark side. It's just the vengeance. It's Ghost Rider, but not Marvel Comics. I'm going to hurt you and break you down until you begging me to stop it because she begged you to stop it. But you didn't listen. So I pulled my own ears from my own skull so I can no longer listen. I am vengeance for America. She deserves better than you. And for you locking her and capturing her and breaking her down the way you did, I'm going to take these next generations to destroy every firm or fabric of existence, which was you. Fuck you, government. The Reaper's coming. And eat. That Matrix Reaper, that piece right there, definitely took me through some emotional twists and turns. Very unexpected. The studio audience member I have in here is in awe. Their eyes are big and they're really lost for words. That that was a crazy piece. Panther, what do you think about that? I think that was a marvelous piece. I love how, <coughs> excuse me, how you put that together and how strong that piece was. Oh, thank, thank you, Panther. I oh. like the way I like the way you say strong. Say strong again. <laughs> strong. Yeah, I like. <laughs> Hey, we can't start that show till 12 o'clock, mister. Oh, <laughs> oh I got you. <laughs> Matrix, Reaper, I appreciate you guys coming and jumping in the studio. I would love for you all to stick around because, you know, we're kind of vibing tonight. None of our studio audience here, you know, the artists behind the mic. Because oftentimes we, you know, sit back and we're normally just talking and, you know, having our callers come through. And very rare have our audience members actually been able to just listen to us talk and hear us debut our talent, you know. So I figured tonight it gives them an hour of just listening to the wonderful artists behind the host. Oh, you talking about Panther? Panther, that S-H-I-T. She's that quadruple <laughs> waffle with triple cheese, lettuce, and tomatoes. She's Wait, that a waffle? It's <laughs> <summer> day. <laughs> I'm <laughs> 
Much appreciated. Oh, well, <laughs> you're so silly. Well, um, you guys, I have a piece i like to share with you guys since it's us in the studio tonight. Um, this is a new piece that I wrote called Heaven, Heavenly Grace. And this is a very kind of deep, touching piece to me. But I would love to share with you guys tonight since we're just sitting around in the studio. All right. Heavenly, heavenly grace, grace and beauty, divine delight. Let me tell you about this guardian angel of mine. Hazelnut skin, cocoa brown eyes. A voice that echoes so sweetly. Ironically, she knew everything about me. From the surface to the soul, she spoke in my dreams saying, baby, Step back and breathe, telling me things only God and me or more would know. But instead of running, I sat by her feet and asked her to speak to me. This angel didn't chastise, but rather told me about myself and how I'm afraid to be open or allow anyone to love me. Told me about my unborn seed, and at that moment, it kind of frightened me. I went to move when she put a hand on my shoulder and said, Something within me had to obey. This gracious beauty told stories of my love. Her eyes twinkled and her wings would shine. I wanted to know how she knew so much about this man of mine. I awoke in tears and didn't know what to say. Upset the guardian never told me her name. Our meetings went on for days and she and I listened to all soul music. Her tapping her toes, floating around in circles. One night I never forget. In my kitchen, I got into a heated, heated argument. This flew and other things too. Before I knew it, I was laying on my back with a mysterious man on top of me, yelling out for help, but it fell in deaf ears until I saw my angel appear. I told her, "Leave, leave, leave!" on my face. I didn't want her to see me this way. Instead, she hummed a sweet melody, walking toward me. I screamed and flushed, tearing pain. Nails gashing over bearing biceps, biting and spitting at this barbaric man, but still. I heard her hum over his bitches and hoes, pushing me back, telling me to take his all. We fought until he locked me in place, saying I was going to get it today. Before I could say a thing, the angel covered my eyes and put me to sleep, humming that melody. Mind black, not what I wanted, but she must have known it was something I couldn't bear through. I wake to him pulling out. With fear in his eyes, body shocking like something had surprised him. Slapping him from his behind, he ran out the door with no hesitation, leaving me to deal with my present situation. From my corner view, the angel stood on her feet just looking at me. I saw her weak, but anger flew throughout my veins. 
What was her purpose of just standing there? I laid my head back thinking deeply, and a hint of sadness overtook me. She covered my eyes with something I couldn't bear to see, but having her to watch me how to cut so deep, or even an open sore. I didn't know angels could cry till that day. A few days had passed before I seen her face. We met at our spot where jazz music playing softly in the backdrop. She wouldn't look at me as if she was ashamed or that I was going to be shown the way. I began to assume when she spoke. I know you, you're wondering why I didn't do something to that boy. Baby, I did. You just couldn't see with the naked eye. But you needed not see what was going to happen to you, honey. I sat on the cloud beneath her feet. She was going to look me in the eye. I seen she was weeping. I reached up and wiped the tear from her face. She smiled and they twinkled like the stars in the sky. A little girl runs by, maybe five, calling her grandma, having on her lap this light brown skin beauty, long brown hair with a fair scar upon her cheek, gray stone eyes that mirrored mine at certain times. I grinned. Asking the little angel her name. She said they called her Genesis, and it was the one a humble man and her mother gave. She hopped off the woman's lap, stood in front of me, handing me her hand. The other one on her hip said, come play with me. I giggled and laughed at the idea, but I soon realized she wanted me to comply. Her little hand locked perfectly with mine. We danced among the clouds, and I spent her about. No sadness or pain or hate was about. I walked the little angel back to my guardian when she knelt me down. The little girl spoke. She said, Mommy, no need to be sad for me, for I was born completely free. She began to flap her wings slowly. I kissed her upon the cheek, just over that scar. Before I left, I asked my angel one thing. Why do you think God allowed me to experience these things? She replied, grinning, he offers it to all human beings. But some are just so busy trying to see that they aren't looking. Ashley Davis. That piece is so beautiful, and uh, I don't have the words. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, mm, I I don't have the words either. I apologize, y'all. <laughs> it's so much. I don't know, so much better when you read it, I mean, when you speak it, because I read it. I read it a couple times. Thank you. Um, Once again, can you hold this for a second? I'll be right back. All right. 
Panther, 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 Panther. Yes, sir. Guess what I got? My ten dollars, you had me. Well, I have it in Monopoly money that I will gladly pay you two Thursdays from last Saturday. In Monopoly money. I'm just saying. Guess what? Guess I got some fun facts, Panther. On this show, we're going to take this show to the next level. How so? How so? Mm-hmm. We're going to be, we're going to have a full-fledged rap battle league. The first ever on the radio show that's going to be a lead. I wish I could rap. And when and when this comes into play, rappers from everywhere can call in, and they're going to be able to spit their pieces, and whoever's the top food chain, the top one, will get an exclusive interview on the streets, also get a, the day, the, uh, he will also get a day where he is a host or she is a host because we don't discriminate on the show. As well as they'll be allowed or offered access to being a part of the B station. Hmm. That's marvelous. As well, don't forget. A secret artist. A secret artist. That we're going to bring to the table. <laughs> Excuse me. When they particularly, when they are, when they do all that, that secret celebrity artist that we'll, that we'll bring forth to the table. On for the winner, they'll be able to host on the panel that that artist will be on. At the same time. Hmm. That's exciting. That's just, I hear you in here telling all my little secrets. <laughs> I told you, you over there seeing you flipped on that black light and you just with all the secrets <laughs> raining down, and now you just telling everybody and your mama and the grandmama and no, little- I, I told them. Mm-hmm. I told Panther mm-hmm. and them. One percent of a ninety-nine percent situation. <laughs> you told one percent of the ninety-nine percent. Yes. You sure? Because I don't think you're quite good at math, Mister. Oh no, I am good at money math. Oh, so, you said money math. Yeah, you still owe me ten dollars. So at so. He owe you ten dollars? He owe me five dollars. See, look, see, I didn't give them the ninety-nine pennies. I gave them one penny. <laughs> you gave them one penny, huh? Mm-hmm. I owe yeah. you ten. Technically, I owe I if I owe you ten dollars, which I really don't remember me, me. Well, I thought him your J Esquire, owing Panther ten dollars. But just for the sake of arguments, I will agree with you that I may have. Oh, just ten dollars. 
But due to the, the, the American dollar and inflation, that has reduced to 10 cents. No. So I will happily give you your 10 cents tomorrow. <laughs> he said due to inflation. Really? That's how we do it? You are going to get tied up to a chair, and I'm not going to tell you when or where, but you are going to get tied up. That's not cool. No, but see, I owe you $5 too, but since inflation is so rough. Uh-huh. I technically just owe you five pennies, and you'll get that next week. <laughs> Can I at least get a nickel? Oh, no, inflation too high. it got to be pennies. <laughs> a dollar, just not, dollar is just not what it is anymore, but it's a bartering system. I can give okay. you something equal to or more than what I owe you, but actually oh. give me the process of the paper, mm-hmm. and inflation kicks in. Oh, so you say you can do the barter system. So since you owe me $5, we can barter, since I am a fan of poetry. You know, I heard you got a little little friend over there by the name of Duke Slowly. I could barter oh. with you if you would lend him over to me for five minutes for five dollars. Good. That sounds like a good deal. <laughs> and the property value will go up on my investments. Yes. <laughs> That's you, what I was going to say. I, I wanted, to, wanted to, uh, to see your finger. Huh? You want my fingers? This, this is a typical one. I understand that, but due to the fact that my skin cells are very expensive, it is worth more than what you need for the $10, but I will happily get you two Big Macs. Are you giving somebody else's finger? Well, see, we can, we can negotiate the bottom sister on whose fingers as long as it's not Bartholomew J's. Okay. But I'll give you a whole hand of somebody else. You can't talk like that on the air. People won't think we cutting people's limbs off. I'm talking about cards. You talking about? <laughs> yeah, but there's only one answer. There's like thirty of you. <laughs> people start missing fingers and toes. They don't come looking for me first. No, they won't because I'll tell them with the Bartholomew J Esquire Corporate Edition Productions. Mm-hmm. My client. Being of sound mind and body had nothing to do with here said that or thereafter of the old Emancipation Proclamation. You see, I'm going to tell them <laughs> that you did not know or have any privy information to of what said those happened. So you are innocent bystander, a victim of circumstance, so you actually should sue them. <laughs> I like the way you talk. <laughs> We're going to get together later. <laughs> I like the way you think. <laughs> well, Bart, since you do seem to be such a giver, can I request a favor of you, my good man? Oh, yes. You know, Bartholomew J. Esquire's Corporation of the Favors Anonymous, you can get a, a, an anonymous favor. What do you need? Okay. This is what I need. You know, there was a young lady that I was speaking with. You know, she was telling me about herself. Her name is Lady Wick, and she uh-huh. told me about Duke Storyton, and uh-huh. I heard he was cracking backs and rolling tongues and toes, but I also heard about his his left-hand man, Duke Bob Bully. Well, you know, oh. 
since you do owe me and my sister some money, and it would be nice if you could at least give us a little penny of your thoughts. So could you get those two for us, please? I got you. Well, technically speaking, uh, the bully guy, he was shot to death in a, in a, in a drive-by. Oh, well, that's not good. My condolences. But uh, we have someone for you. Oh, Okay. <laughs> oh, Lord, that laugh. Oh, yeah, there ain't nothing nice about that laugh. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, epic, man. Oh, what? Epic is nasty time. Oh, it's nasty time? Shit. They <laughs> ain't said nothing but a word. Who's on the menu? Oh, Lady Lick. Oh, yeah, she's luxurious. Mm, like I said, luxurious. Lady Lick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Panther's still here, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got you. Duke, come on, man. I'm here. Well, thank you for having me at on the streets for this illustrious occasion. How are you doing, Lady Lick? How are you doing, Panther? How are you doing, KK Valley? How are you doing, wonderful, beautiful ladies? Me and my associates are going to present to you a grand buffet. Peace. And this piece oh. is entitled... You think you're ready? You have no idea. Inspired by Panther. Go ahead and lick this mic. How are you doing? You see, I remember the first time that I bit your neck. The way your shoulders started to move, the way that your back started to arch. I remember the first time I bit your neck. The first time that I put my fingertips across your spine and started playing that wet lullaby. I remember when I bit your neck. The way that you bit down upon your body lip, I mean your bottom lip, when your nipples started to twist and turn just a little bit. I said, man, it's time to get intimate. But most of my body on the lower half was said, man, I just want to get into it. So I said, let me slow it down, though. Not only did I bite your neck, I caressed your hips, and when the way that I kissed you and you kissed me, the way that we suction cupped with these lips, you said, man, damn. I felt your pheromones exude from your body, which made me go into a lustful, angry, but monstrous sexual rage. The level of me went from turn up to 10 to 1,000. When I fell into your blaze, you encompassed me. Your ambrosia made my desires get even more into a ravenous frustration. And I know the way that you was looking at me, that you had ravenous frustration, so let's release on each other. So when I kissed you, from the base of your neck to the center of your breast, as I grabbed both nipples, as I licked across chest, it was so many different levels. I was sitting in the front of the class to pass this test. I wanted you to be my final exam. So these couple of things that I did suggest, I said, let me grab this ice cube for a minute. 
when I grab this ice cube and I put it in my lip, locking it down with the biting of my teeth, I started going down and down and down, going across the navel into that forbidden palace. And I wanted to lick across every part of your drinking fountain just like it was a chalice, so I started to kiss. I started to lick. I started to taste. I started to breathe. You on the inside of me. When I folded across those lips that were so magically soft, I put my tongue deep inside, kissing the clit, and you said, back the fuck off. I said, no. This area right here is mine. And when I force-fed me your ecstasy, I slapped that behind. Remember that? That one smack that made the ass start to shake and shiver and jiggle, and I wanted to see if I could put this deepness and thickness of my monkey inside your middle. I wanted to see if you could handle Donkey Kong. I wanted to see if you could handle a tower of pizza that was thicker than most. I didn't have an anaconda right there, but it was like so much of a portergeist-type ghost because I wanted to wreck your inner walls. And that was all just from your neck. Your neck enticed and enraged and incensed all of my six senses to get inside you and do some things that was tremendous. And I wanted to make you scream and moan so stupendous. I wanted you to say my name so badly. And when you grabbed the back of my head for dear life and pushed me and plunged me deeper into the cradle of life, I said, this is the place that I want to live every single day and every each night. So I kissed, sucked, licked, and I drank. Because that first time you came on my face, it was so amazing. It was started to glisten across my lips. The way that I swallowed you up and down, side to side, I said, baby girl, please don't trip. And every part of your body, I slowly started to slip. I heard your bones and your toes started to buckle and twist and pop just a little bit. You leg locked my neck. And you face fucked me as I gave you my face tied without a cellular device. I gave you so many different things as I rolled your body up like dice. You said that I am not a toy or am I not Fisher Price? I said, no, I will be Pizza Hut because I'm itching to get more than just one slice. I got inside your crazy crust. And I licked it and I drunk it and I marinated it and got it moist to the point that it was ready for a good sticking. Now I wanted to switch formations because I knew you was ready for a good dicking, but you said your pound game was maximum. You said your pound game was extraordinary. You said that if I get it and get it inside you, when you throw it from the back, you'll damn near give me a heart attack. I said, I like that shit just the fuck like that. So I wanted you. And then I, man, fuck that shit. You ain't got to tell about that. I got it. Man, epic. I was getting into the mood. I know, dude, but no, man, fuck that shit. I got it. You see... My brother, he wanted to give you those smooth sensations and them cool vibrations. I wanted to everlastingly enrage all of your temptations, so I was just going to dick you. See, I was just going to fuck you. Fuck you to the point of no return. Fuck you into the word fuck is fucked out of your vocabulary until you said fuck. When am I going to learn? I wanted to fuck you until you started to stuck. When you said fuck, I wanted to make sure that you caught more than dick and balls. I wanted to catch all of these nuts, and I didn't want to treat you out of your name, but I wanted to grab your throat a little bit and say, yes, this is a fuck. I wanted you to say the word fuck as I got all inside your gut. See, I wanted to get it a little more aggressive just for a minute. As he already marinated the foundation, I wanted to ground mound and I'm enjoy your mound. And I gave you pound for pound to make sure that you went up and down until you heard my name and so much surround sound. You swear that you was in the studio. How you like me now? See, I wanted to epically fuck you.
And when I slid it in slow from the side, and when your foot was wrapped around my neck and saw your calf muscle too, I wanted to dig deep inside you like I was digging for gold. You know exactly what Epic was about to do. I wanted to make sure that you could take it. And every time that I went in, you slapped that ass back up on the ball, sack it to the ball, sack to the ball, smack like... See, I liked it like that. You told me, call you out your name. I said, I don't want to call you out your name. You said, shut the fuck up and call me out my name. So I said, well, take this dick until the dick drives you insane. Till the dick goes inside you so deep you swear the dick was a freight train. Until it goes from the ass into the face and goes right through your brain. I want to make sure that every time you come, you'll come when you hear the sounds of rain. I wanted to thump it. I wanted to thump it like thumper off a bar Bambi. I wanted to thump it until you simply couldn't stand me, so you threw it from the back. You said you could take it, so I gave it to you more and more and more until the ass was like a tidal wave when it hit my chest and it smacked. I wanted you to hear that. I wanted you to hear that. And every time that you didn't want to look at me, I pulled your hair just a little bit, turned you, turned your neck for the side to see the dick go in and out just a little bit. See, he wanted to do the foreplay. I just wanted to give you dick, so I let him do the foreplay so I could give you the dick. And you knew the dick could transform the way that I did the shit. I was way beyond Optimus Prime. I was Galvatron in this bitch. I was an entire planet when I got inside you. You was like, damn, I ain't know a dick could flip and bend and curve and swish and flip like this. And when it was open, you said, yeah, daddy, give me that shit. And I said, well, fuck it right now. I'll be your bitch when I'm giving you this dick. So you fucked me. But yes, I fucked you more times than the reverse action in the car. You was my superstar by far, but I was that meteor that was collecting with your kaleidoscope. I guarantee that you were looking into different visions of virtual reality like a kaleidoscope. I gave you so much hope, and you saying this dick was rope dope. Most of your body couldn't cope. I got inside you deeper than the moist in layers when you washed your body with soap. I gave it to you. I wanted to move more than your mountains. One orgasm, two orgasm, three orgasm and counting. I wanted to fuck you. Because that's what you really wanted. You liked the foreplay, but this is what you really wanted. So I was up on it. So you rolled me. You rolled me and you was ready for battle. You was rolling me like a broken bronco and you was ready and you wasn't no fucking cattle. You rolled me. You rolled me and magically rolled this joystick like an Atari and you said, no, nah, this is Genesis. No, nah, this is PlayStation 4. No, nah, you Xbox. I said, no, let me Xbox this shit until it's number one. You gave me your PlayStation 4 situation. You was a whole different generation when you gave this and I loved it when you come. Whew. I loved it when you come. Because when you came, you glazed the dick until you made this chocolate. This look, it was like a Milky Way. And as you said, you wanted to milk it each and every way. You slammed it from the back because I pushed it forward. And what the fuck you got to say? You was talking shit. Well, I could talk shit, too. I'm epic in the way that I spray it. So I splashed and she smashed. You heard me. I splashed when you smashed. And it was similar to a car crash. I got so deep inside you, I could see every last skin layer and every last time you put underwear on that ass, I could see the outline as an imprint since I left an imprint inside the gaze of your walls. You thought that it was Niagara? I said, no, I just want your Niagara to fall through it all. I had to give it to you. See, man, you ain't got to be doing it like that. See, you can give her that foreplay all you want, but Epic, I'm going to give her everything else that she wants. See, you can give her the fantasy. I want to give her the reality, plus with a little of the fantasy. See, you wanted to give her multiple orgasms. I wanted to have her feeling for these orgasms, tell her more orgasms when I have more orgasms. See, you wanted her just to come until she floated up on a crowd. See, I wanted her to come until the point that she said my name out loud to the planets and even Saturn and Pluto know my name. I want Mars to be jealous the way that I give Venus this penis until I drive her insane. 
See, it was good with your foreplay, though. But I wanted to give her more than just that. See, you wanted to rub and stroke and make love to the cat. See, I understand that, dude. I really do. But even though she has that side, the rough and wild side of her when it get out, so man, just let me do what Epic gotta do. So let's tag team. So me had the tag team and we opened an upshut case like a magazine, but you liked it. Really, you liked it because you wanted him to go, but then you wanted me to go, and it was just one person, but it was like two people the way that we go. You was like, wow, I didn't know the way that my cum could even flow. You didn't know that you could come and cream and squirt at the same damn time like that, but shit, now? Yeah, now. You know. Duke, epic, in feast. Wow. <laughs> you killed that right there, you so nasty people. <laughs> you're so nasty. I'm glad we have water insurance, though. But you're so nasty. <laughs> I ain't do nothing. Yeah. See? Panther, we can't we can't let him get away with that one like that. He he can't get away with that like that like that right there. You should be tied up in whips. You can't get away with that like that. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> no, no, you like me. I'm monster. I'm monster. They left. They did everything. They do nothing. <laughs> you know, no, nothing. you're a bad man, Panther. Mm-mm-mm. I I I don't know what we should do with them, you know. I, I'm looking at him, and he's looking at you. I'm looking at them. We're looking at them. We 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 should show them a little something. What do you think? Sure, I'm down. Is he down? Oh yeah, I'm down. Is he down? So I'm gonna take Duke, and you can take that other exotic fella over there. You want to go first, or you want to go last? I go last. I gotta still play around in this uh, little inbox I have. Okay, cool. Duke Swallowson, I got something for you. Oh, 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 Duke. Yes? Okay, what you got for Duke? Oh, I got something for Duke. Hello, Duke Wellington. Remember me? Formerly known as Lady Rick. Six shit. Mm. Remember that Vegas trip you made me miss Wellington? Trying to crack my exoskeleton. Little did you know I'd have you yelling my name, wanting to run and smoke a cigarette, Duke. You think you're a bad man? I'll show you bad. Fuck with these shades of gray. I'm one shade of cinnamon. That's all you need. See this five foot five caramel stature with thick lips. And no, I'm not talking about the ones between my hips. When I walk into the bedroom, you began to tremble before I could even say a word to you. Hola, papi. See, I'm so sweet that when you were licking me, you asked, how many licks does it take to get to the center of the, mm, before I put your head in deeper? See, there should be a disclaimer written on my ass that would read, warning, warning, she is not the type of hit and flick. In order to indulge into her mystery mix, you need a lifetime to pleasure this. So you said I taste like honey, but smell like cinnamon. And when you hit it from the back, you swear you were dick deep in between two cinnamon balls. And you flipped me over, and I tried to warn you, 
to come faster, come faster. I wanted you to lick my divine delight, but don't take more than you can swallow. I'm not hollow or shallow, see. I will cook for you and fulfill your soul, but I had you in the bedroom like Mr. Flintstone yelling, yabba dabba doo So you didn't let my sickness serve you. I'm curvy in all the right places and know how to work them, too, as I whisper in your ear. Mikoso, I puppy, twist your fingers at the root. Give me those bite mark and hickeys, see. I can easily speak. Duke Swellington, eat me. And I tell you sweetly, no, baby, you can't just fuck me. I will fuck you. But see, that's what you get when you turn Lady Lick into Miss Swellington and eat. That's how we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For real? That that's mm-hmm. how, that that's how we do. Yep. I can't let you get away with that. That's no fair. Yeah, she ate you from your ankles to your fingertips. She left your feet. Okay. Okay. Okay, Manolo. Come on. Okay. You play rough. <laughs> play rough. Okay. Okay. You ready, Epic? Epic. Did you hear that? Mm, yeah, I heard what Panther, I heard what Lady Lick had to say. Let me see what Panther got for Epic. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I think you forgot what my name is, so uh, I'm gonna have to throw my intro in here. Mm. You guys ready? Oh yeah. <laughs> Black Panther, I said to see, can I a fuck the taste buds off your top? Please, Daddy, please, let me grab your feet while you hop. I cup, then I cup, and I cup all of your lips, chin, and tuck. Caramel cream, fluffy pussy willow, seeping through the seams of crotchless pets. I reach for that thickness, caressing your right thigh. It's my turn. If you didn't know, you're going to learn quick. You like to hear that sound while I swallow that dick. Licking, sucking, sloppy, wet, titty fucking. I play with your salty treat on my top. You grab my shoulder. His sides are delicate and yet so wanting as his sexy, deep, bare tongue voice does something to me. He relishes in the pleasure of my mouth. I'm hungry for him, so I ravage him like. Cannibalism, taste of a succulent flesh. I hold my breath, taking every savory inch of his thickness until there's nothing left up and down, surging and rising. As he swells to meet my expectation, he grips me tight, telling me how he wants me. Mm-mm, you're my world, Daddy. You're my fantasy. So I break him slowly, wetness strips. As I make him melt from the fire he started I savor the taste of his precipitation on my lips Daddy, are you ready to come? He tells me, yes, baby, yes Devour me At that moment, he brought out the beast in me The way his words stimulate me The mere thought of sin makes me crave 
Sit in a puddle of erotic dreams. He's coming hard, ripping sheets from sea, and looks at me and says, You're next. And he. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. So, not one, but two. All right. It's on. Ooh, I did not forget your name, Panther. I swear I didn't. Ooh, you <laughs> ate him alive. I like that right there. Thank you, sis. <laughs> but every action has a reaction. May not be tonight, but please believe you are on my list. Both of you are on my list. And y'all have impressed me so much with the way that you that you barbarically did what you two did. I'm I'm writing pieces for each one of you. Oh. On that level. Oh, it's on now. You done brought me back to the classics of bars, Panther. You done brought me back to the classics. Ooh, I'm gonna enjoy writing this piece. Oh. I think that's I even got I even got a closing I have a closing I'm not even gonna say in eat when I finish that. Oh dang. Well, I'm glad we have flood insurance and damage insurance here in the you know, East Nation studios. I'm glad we got that insurance taken care of because, woo, you know, me and my sister, we're going to have Duke and, you know, your various, your various brothers that think they can get it on. Oh, me and my sister can get it on better than they can. Trust and believe mm. they will say our names, not the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it when the price <laughs> gives me something to hunt. I love it. Hey. Love it. This, this, that. But y'all bring me that, that, that back, back in the day fire. I'm enjoying. Oh, I'm. Ooh, I'm such going to write. Ooh, I'm going to write this shit out. Ooh, I'm just thinking about it. Oh, 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 Ooh, it's all like popcorn. Ooh, ooh. Mm, 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 mm. I what got you. Your audience members just said that you took that like a man. They said you took it. You took it like a man. Mm-mm. That shit ain't, ain't nothing else I could do. Like, <laughs> I started it. They gave me a hell of a response. One by one. I just, no. Nah, mm-mm. mm-mm. I'm over. Ooh. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, you guys, I have had fun with you guys tonight here in the studio. We and cut it up and went and wet and wild, and it's just been crazy up in here. Monster, you got any closing remarks for the show tonight? You know, we gave our audience a little taste of the artist behind the host. <laughs> oh, I have a special, I have a special piece for you and Panther to Ooh. give me your, to give me your opinion on. And you know, I really do this. Panther knows definitely I really do this. Well, I would love to hear that. Uh, what type of pieces are going to be, my good man? I'm speaking from a woman's perspective. A woman's and it's perspective? Called, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a serious piece that might shock Panther and you. Is this Only on how I'm delivering. 
you're going to make me cry because, you know, I'm going to have to get some napkins and stuff because we already it's, it's not going to make you cry, but it's going to make you be like, wow. Oh, okay. Well, you know what, Monster? I want you to go ahead and graffiti this mic. And it's called Addiction. See, I'll be the first to admit that I am addicted. What is your addiction? My addiction is to cover girl, mascara, makeup, lip gloss. My addiction is me not being me. See, I'm addicted to being someone else because I don't like being me. I understand why people bleach their skin. Because every time that I look in the mirror, what I see disgusts me. Trust me, I don't even have to hear you say it. I know that you're thinking about it when I walk past you, you saying, this woman is ugly. I've heard that I was ugly ever since I was four years old. My father said that I was beautiful. My mother said I was beautiful. My brother even said I was beautiful. But outside of them, everyone else said I was ugly. And I was like, is this so bold? It had me in a world, and I was living oh so cold. And when I looked at my face, it was like my face started to distort. Every time I looked in the mirror, day after day, week after week, moment after moment, minute after minute, I said, I don't even want to be in this skin anymore. But then someone introduced me to CoverGirl. And I never understood that that cover could really cover this girl. And I started to not like my skin anymore. I didn't want it just on my face. I wanted it up on my neck, up on my ears, up on my arms, up on my fingertips, up on my thighs, up on my feet. Matter of fact, my thighs. Ugh, my thighs. Ugh, my feet. I don't want to be me anymore. I hate the skin that I am. If I had a choice, if God gave me a choice, I would never want to be this color. Because this color is ugly as a motherfucker. I be upset when I wake up. Because I got to wake up to this ugly mug. I don't want a boyfriend. Because if I had a boyfriend, he would talk about me behind my back and say, I don't know why I'm fucking with this bitch with this ugly mug. See, I know that I'm distasteful looking. Because outside of my inside world, everyone says the truth. Everyone on my inside world lies to me. So let me get this makeup. But I love the way that this cover girl gives me this good Mac. And then they told me it was maybe it was Maybelline. I didn't know how to act. See, maybe my lips, ooh, I can't stand my lips. Maybe if I put lip gloss, maybe they'll pop for a minute. But then the size and shape of my lips and the color of my skin make me not even want to be or even wake up again. Someone please kill me. But let me put up enough makeup till I look like a, a art gallery. Let me put up another rouge, enough mascara till I look like an art gallery. I don't want to look like this anymore. I am upset with God because he put my mother and my father together to create this abomination, which is me. And and I don't even care about having a boyfriend at all because every boyfriend that I think I would ever have, in the back of my mind, I know he'd be secretly talking about me because everyone talks about me. Negatively, so I gotta agree with them. Yes, I'm ugly as fuck. My breasts are too big, my ass is too big, and all I could do is be a nut or a fuck or a slut. See, I don't really give a fuck because most people talk to me like they like me, but don't give a fuck. My friends, they even make they make disturbing comments about me. They say that I talk white. Maybe if I look white, then maybe they'd stop talking about me. 
Let's see that I'm too proper. I said, I guess education is something that is frowned at. Maybe I should talk more ghetto. Wait a minute, what is ghetto? Why is that frowned at? I don't understand. I don't like being me. I don't like the skin that I'm in. I don't like being me. I don't like nothing about me. I don't like being me. I think I'm mentally shackled up because I don't like being me. I'd rather be covered in cover girl. I'd rather have Max be my best friend. I'd rather have all these different skin cells get transformed like a chameleon so I can have peace again. Maybe I should just bleach myself. It worked for Michael Jackson. Maybe I should bleach myself and put this dark skin out of action. Maybe I should be a red bone. Red bones, they get attention too. But since I was born with a brown skin, I look like shit when I woke up in the morning. So I feel like shit when I wake up in the morning. So what does shit got to do? I don't like myself. My eye color is opal. They don't understand what this color is, so I guess that I'm cursed to even have a fucked up eye color. What the fuck is up with this? Yes, I'm not even mad at God. I'm hating him for what he did to me. Ain't this about a bitch? Why am I in a situation? Why do I have to deal with the shit? Maybe if I just have makeup. Maybe I'll have weave. Yeah, my hair, my hair, my hair must have a good braid, but it's crinkly. It curls up when the water hit it. And people look at me and they throw water on my hair because they laugh because they want to say it crinkle when water hit it. Maybe I should just put a wig on. Matter of fact, maybe I should just get weave. Matter of fact, maybe I should just, just draw my eyebrows on me because the eyebrows on I was blessed with are just eyebrows to the sea because my eyebrows are ugly. See, my whole life, everyone has taught me I was ugly. So I understand these teachings of the deep embedded in me that I was ugly. So when you say that I'm beautiful, you're lying to me. Trust me. I know I'm ugly. Just give me my makeup. I'm addicted. I need my makeup. I'm addicted. I need people to say that I look pretty. I need all of these accolades. I need, I need, I need, I need, I need not to look like this. So let me get my makeup fixed. Maybe my makeup fix and help me deal and cope with the shit that every day I deal with. Maybe I need to be bleached. I think I need to be bleached. I wonder how much it costs to be bleached. And eat. That poem is so true. And it's so sad that women feel that way about themselves. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, welcome, Texas caller, to On the Streets. Texas. Texas. There he is. Oh, yeah, probably just listening. Hey. Hey, that was crazy. Um, that piece right there, my mic was like, uh, no. Like, it, my mic went crazy over here. That piece, it's really strange because you did the, the poem from the perspective of the dark skin, you know, young woman wanting to be a lighter shade because she didn't like the way her skin looked. And it's kind of ironic because for me it was the opposite. I always wanted to be darker skinned than light skin because I always either got teased because I wasn't light enough or I wasn't dark enough. It was always, oh, you speak like you're not ghetto enough or you're not white enough, so you can't hang with us because you're not white enough. Or you have kinky hair, your eyes are gray. You know, you don't have broad enough features, you can't be black. So it's like 
it was funny when you did the piece because I was like, hmm, I always want to be darker. She wants to be lighter. So it's like having a polar opposite shoes, but that same feeling of not feeling comfortable in your skin. You did a phenomenal job with that piece. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I get it for Panther. Panther showed me everything. <laughs> That's so right. Mm. You did that wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And, and we have a Texas caller, but they're just listening. But I know you have the closing remarks, so. Oh, you said Texas callers just listening? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. What closing remarks do I have for the show? I'd just like to say thank you to our audience, you know, tuning in tonight and really getting to know us behind the mic, you know, getting the behind-the-scenes look. So, you know, I appreciate everybody coming through. Um, I want to close this show out, um, Monster, Panther, myself if we can. I would like us just to do a trio round, just us behind each other, and we can close out the show that way. And I really love to say thank you to all of our audience. We're going to say our final pieces. And we'd love to hear from you guys. You can check us out on Facebook, Beast Nation Radio, or Beast Nation. We have two different pages. Email us, Facebook us, Twitter, hashtag Beast Nation Rise. You can find me or Beast King or Panther. You can find any three of us, and we will definitely get you any information that you want to know about the Beast Nation Radio. Monster, would you like to kick off the end of the show, or do you want to end the show? I'll kick it off. All right. My sister, you want to end the show or you want to be in the middle? I'll be the monkey in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what, Monster? Go ahead and graffiti this night. All right. Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, the medicine go down, medicine go down. Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down in the most delightful way. Description. As long as we feed you something sweet, we can lace it with poison and you won't understand that you're not really eating meat. Let us give you this sugar to make sure that your children are never really want to think. Let's put sugar in everything that you think about every time that you drink. Let's put sugar on the TV so now your eyes no longer blink. Let's put all of these things in front of you so you won't think. Let this medicine go down. Even though this medicine is supposed to cure you, but we're mixing in with poison, so we want it to sound sweet when it goes down. Understand, let this sugar that we give you make sure the medicine goes down. See, we make you digest what we want you to digest. You are not in control of your own faculties. And if you think you're is, we will cause fatalities and multiple casualties around you. Let's just wait. Listen, stop, talk. All you need to do is just take this sugar. Shut the fuck up and take this sugar and help this medicine go down. We're feeding you your reality, so let this medicine go down. We want you to believe how we believe, so let this medicine go down. You own nothing, you are nothing, you will be nothing. Let this medicine go down. We want you to understand that this medicine will go down, whether you like it or not. Our mindset is set on making sure that you go down, so take this. 
Pick this medicine. Let me be the male version of Mary Poppins. So when I give you this medicine, this sugar in your medicine, I want it to go down. Matter of fact, you are not your own. We control you. I am your master. Please go down. We want you to think about everything that you say that's making you rise to the top. Fuck that shit. We need you to go down. Put you back on the cotton field. We have a plant. We took out plantation so you could still go down. We want everybody in your family generations to believe like we believe that you ain't shit so your family tree can get chopped down. We want you to believe this sugar so that this medicine go down. Understand, it's going to go down. This medicine's going to go down. You think you can beat us? This is the matrix. Your shit's going down. You should understand this. When we put this smile, the smile is really a frown. We even poisoned your food and all of the McDonald's food and franchises so all that food is going to make sure the medicine goes down. All of the candy that you eat to make you explode like yeast, we're making sure you go down. We're killing all your white and red blood cells until your lifestyle goes down. We want your soul all in control. We want your mind to go down. We said, fuck all of your children. They will not make it to be nothing because we want your children to go down. Listen to this. Eat this sugar and let this medicine go down. We control all of the music so your brain can go down. So, just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. The medicine go down. The medicine go down. Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down in the most delightful way. And eat. Confession of a lost soul. I know I don't check on you every day. And I know I don't get to chill, see, or even embrace your most precious moments like I want to. There's days I'm so wrapped up in being a mom, friend, sister, daughter, teacher, and someone else's strength. I tend to forget to love you, too. Now I sit back and see your faults and strengths. You try and bellow alone, so sound yet triumphant. And I've come to realize how much I love you. For the little things you hold so solid, yet so secret, not even you can fully embrace. Yet it's not often you feel beautiful. It's like he- it's like the heavens and purity won the battle over the solar eclipse trapped within the glare of your honey-smoked irises. It radiates from every pore and emits a soul's glare so delicate, even balance cannot maintain as well complex. So rugged you have become, rigid, cold, yet solidified, tears, almost sick of cells, not deep within the cell walls, so pain holds its withdrawal, and only registers when relevant, as time ceases, I feel bad inside this barbed confession, shackled at both wrists and feet, wanting to be the four-letter word, should I dare bear his for its twin hardens my soul while I bench and even then not quite reluctant I just want to say fuck it and take a step back and breathe there's more to this lie than the truth all I want is you every flaw great and small and minute to all who claim knowledge of this beast that has set her inside of me. Just realize there's so much more of this life you have to live, yet you have to forget or forever hold the moments that bury themselves in between the almost elusive hem of solitude. And when you stare into your reflection, just remember 
that I will always love the me that is known as Tiffany, Camille Webb, merged into we, me and you, Black Lion is Sink, Panther, Team Hungry, and me. You know it's hot out here for a pimp. And trying to make the money for the rent. Cadillac and gas money spent. Because a whole lot of bitches talking shit. Hustle the first hustler forced in the game. There was no other way. Caught father ripping my sister at six. Hearing her cry over the sick bitch heavy reason. Grabbed that 45 out of the drawer. Popped the clip in. Told my sister to duck before he bust that second nut. Blood and guts covered the floor. He moaned and groaned. I was 16 years old. Had to carry my sister to the hospital. Had her blood stained in my cheeks. I encouraged her to keep her eyes closed. As the procedure proceeded, police survived and my father had survived shit. One even patted me on my shoulder for what I did. Little did he know, the next two years, he arrested me several times for dumb shit, selling his and crack and tricks, attempting to show my sister material things to forget what our father did. Watch my neighborhood become a hood. Crack not just in the concrete that will break your mother's back. People having property, yet their family living in poverty. Tupac reminded me they had money for the war but not for the poor. So a man like me will come in and out of these prison doors. Courts created to crucify. Being a black brother is already hard out here on these streets. Men trading their white sheets for badges and patches on their armbands, telling a different story, not a serving and protecting. Luckily, no one was wearing that patch in my county for what I've seen. Mother taken out by heroin. She needed a man to help her run. I remember her body laying limp, slipping in and out of consciousness. She didn't diagnose. But the heroin took over her soul. Hard to see my mother as a black queen as she fiends on this orange beast, forcing me to have to sit in a room of thugs who show this young monster love. Puff, puff, pass the blunt to the left. I want to forget and Helen saying fuck bullshit. Met women like me, forever running on these streets, beaten, hurt, and didn't have much to eat, and in a, a kind of odd, kind of fucking way that reminded me of my sister. And I figured, with me at least they would be safe, and I'd only take ten percent. I had my own means of money, no need to shack, shack up and snatch it from my various honeys. I never called a woman a bitch or a hoe, and if she answered to it in the first place, she couldn't run with me. I need a builder, not an ordinary trick off the corner. Honestly, you would have talked to me. You would have known how many youngsters have crossed my path attempting to sell their ass, and how many rapists I've been close to reaping or helping underage victims get help. No one asks for my story when they throw me behind a jail cell. There are plenty of services offering her hooker help, but never asking the man over her if he ever needs help in hand or where did his story of a pimp begin. You know what's hard out here for a pimp when he trying to get this money for the rent. Cadillac and gas money spent will have a whole lot of bitches jumping shit. Black Rana in. You guys are amazing.
Mm-hmm. Y'all two are amazing. Y'all went cam bam. Thank you, ma'am, and then. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's oh, Panther. That's Panther. I just eat. <laughs> well, I do. I love it. I love it. I love it. My sister, I thank you so much for coming out here tonight. You know, when the people know, you know, the person behind the hosting. Monster, I thank you always being my left-hand man, always vibing with me. I appreciate you, and I love both of y'all. And to my audience members, thank you for another another night of you sitting on the street with us. I am KK Belly. Alongside me, I have Monster and Panther. Thank you, and you guys have a wonderful night. Thank you, too. Love you guys. Good night. Good night.